again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting installment of Inside the Shank, the podcast about the upcoming virtual theater production of The Shawshank Redemption. My name is Jake Lewis. I am the director of the show, and with me today, we have, yes, this is really his name, Rocky Graziano. Did I say that right, Graziano? You, you did. So my family's from East Boston, so we're not, we're not bougie. Like it okay. should be Graziano, but we uh, oh, excuse we me. kept the Boston in it, yeah. So that's it. So yeah. in in case the listeners don't know what I'm talking about, that's a famous boxer. Yes. Right? Yeah. So you're not related to him, are you? No. So like the funny thing is, is that like most of my life, when I've introduced myself, I'll say yes, that's the name of the boxer. No, I'm not related. Okay. And people generally think it's Marciano from Brockton. Right. And they, so I have to correct them. And I think when I was really little, probably like five or six, my dad had me watch the Paul Newman movie, which was somebody up there likes me, which is about Rocky Graziano. So yep. uh, he's actually a real person. And his, well, so my first name isn't Rocky. It's my middle name. And I don't use my, my first name. Oh. I don't like it. And I won't say it on the podcast. All right. But um, the real Rocky Graziano's last name was not Graziano. They changed it. So everybody it was, changed in everything. Yeah. Right. All so, right. Well, it's a, great name. Yeah. it's a great name. Well, Rocky plays uh, Tommy Williams in our production of The Shawshank Redemption. Tommy Williams, if you have seen the movie or read the book, obviously, but in the movie, Tommy Williams is uh, the kind of the youngest kid in, in The Shank. Um, and he, uh, well, let's not say any spoilers, but it doesn't go right. well for him. It doesn't go well for him. So, uh, Rocky, when you were going to try out for uh, the Shawshank Redemption, did you see yourself in the role of Tommy? And what was it like to to get this role afterwards? So, um, I have been off stage for about nine years. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a theater major in college, and I acted. Um, I would say, quote unquote, professionally, because I got paid for it at some point, doing right. a lot of Shakespeare productions. So I've been out of it for a while because I've been involved in some other activities. And I saw the, I mean, I've always loved Stephen King. I always loved the movie and the and the story um, of the book. Mm -hmm. And so when I auditioned, I would have taken anything, honestly. I wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, really, you know, I didn't have any expectations. Yep. And I think what I really appreciated when I got the offer, which came pretty quick, I think I got it like 20 minutes after the, rehearsal, uh, <laughs> the audition. So that was good. I um, what I like about it is, you know, I come in, I have a lot of like meat in a few scenes and yeah. then like, it's very impactful for the show. And I tend to get this type of role a lot. So I was, I, I wasn't shocked. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, but when you say this type of role, what, it, what exactly do you mean by that? Um, I think it's just like, there's, I think he has a swagger that I, mm. I think I project or I've been told I project. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say a level of cockiness, but there's like, there's a likability that this character has, but also a very, um, like an air of confidence and yeah. street smarts, which I, I think that I have, and I don't give myself credit for enough because I tend to get these types of roles. Like I would equate him to, you know, the lovers probably in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream or like uh, Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet, you know, yeah. roles that I've played. Very similar type of sure. uh, gravitas, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, you definitely do have the swagger. You are definitely very likable. And I just do want to kind of give you a plug for what you were mentioning a little while ago. So you're not uh, a, a stranger to the stage. Uh, nope. Tell the folks who are listening a little bit about, it's not your full-time gig, but, you know, how you have uh, 
stayed on stage. What do you do? Uh, so it's very interesting. I'm always a, a hit at parties after I talk about this. So when I was very little, um, I clearly wasn't a football player. So I tended to gravitate um, at a very young age. I think I was maybe seven or eight. I was watching a pageant at my grandmother's house. It might have been Miss USA. It might have been Miss America. I don't remember the exact pageant. I remembered that I picked the winner from the intros. Wow. And so that became a thing for me and my grandmother. Like she would watch it and I became very good at picking the winner and just fell in love with the process. So I did some like modeling and then I, I won in 1994, Mr. Preteen East Boston, the very first pageant I ever competed in. And so then I started to win other pageants over years. And then I got involved. I was on an MTV made episode in 2009, coaching a soccer jock in Wisconsin to a pageant girl. And then I got involved with the Miss Boston organization, which is a direct uh, preliminary to the Miss Massachusetts pageant and then the Miss America system. So in the last 10 or 12 years since I've been really involved in that type of world, um, I've since been the executive director of Miss Boston. I'm now on the state board of Miss Massachusetts. I've had eight, uh, or actually nine, because last week I had my ninth state title holder. I've had a top five at Miss America. Basically, if you want to win a pageant in New England, find you. I'm, I'm the guy. Yeah. Okay. And my record is unmatched in, in probably any region, but especially here. And I, I love it. And it's something that people, I don't have any kids. Um, if, if anyone can't pick up on it, I'm gay. Um, and I'm never going to have my own children. So these girls have become like my children. There are some that literally, you know, I'm going to be 40 this summer that are of like the age that I would have a child. Wow. And so they become like the closest people in my life. And some of them are around like, looking on the video. I don't know if they can see it, but no, I'm, obsessed with, I'm obsessed with mixed tiles. So you see some pictures of like me and my family and there are tons of the girls too. So I literally have Tetris all over my apartment. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely vouch for that, that it is yeah. quite an assortment of uh, pictures you have back there. Yeah, I think there's some of them over here. There's Miss Vermont from last year up there with me crowning her. Um, so my, yeah, I mean, I've even won other states and I don't take any money for this. People find that really surprising. This yeah. is a complete hobby. Um, I have a day job in tech. I make quite a bit of money, so I don't have to worry about this. And I feel like if I were to take money for it, I wouldn't be as good at it and I wouldn't love it as much. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like what, what I how I feel about directing sometimes. You know, yeah. directing plays. So there's that swagger that you were talking about, you know, that confidence. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about Tommy now for right. a little bit. Like you said, he uh, does have a small but, uh, you know, important part in, in the show. Um, do you how do you play a role? you know, like Tommy. I've asked this with all the, the other okay. characters who play convicts, because everybody in the cast, they're, you, you know, we're, you're all a bunch of nice people playing kind of these really awful people. But Tommy right. has, Tommy's a little bit different. So how do you make Tommy kind of um, make the audience empathize with him and, and really get those heartstrings pulled when, you know, he meets with some, uh, some bad luck? You know, I think the writing, I think you have to have, uh, Stephen King writes characters, I think, better than anybody. Um, probably uh, as good, if not better, than some of the great, like, Shakespeare and, you know, some of the Greek tragedies. Or oh, even, Tennessee, even, even Tennessee Williams, honestly. Yeah. Like, which is probably one of the best. So I think that the writing was already there. I think that a lot of what I have to do, and I've learned over the course of um, a lot of training, mm -hmm. is just to, you know, do the work and and understand what the backstory is you know be in character but also to say the lines as they were written like not try to uh over dramatize or to be you know not to say that i'm not in the moment but be in the moment and actually mm -hmm. and ha and i think that you know when, when i saw the role and i and i got cast in it i felt like it was it wasn't a big stretch for me in terms of 
um, having to escape into anything. So I think that taking those those natural skills that I tend to have off stage and then just you know uh, doing justice to the role as written by you know the the, the playwrights who adapted the story from Stephen King. I think that's really that's really what. Um, what what my strategy is, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And I sound like I sound very corporate when I say the word strategy, so I apologize for that, <laughs> people. Um, but I think that it's it's already he's very likable and he's relatable because he's you know he's he's young, he's yeah. attractive, he's fun, he stands up to the bad guys right at the beginning. He has a, a kid that he wants to see and he wants to better himself. So th- it's all there. I don't yeah. have to make anything up. Yeah, one of the things I like about Tommy's character, um, and, and you are able to convey this and 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 so on, is that. He comes across as a little cocky, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, kind of talking back to people and, you know, kind of staking his claim. And uh, then, you know, he he is a likable character despite that, despite his being kind of, I don't know, you know, he's young, you know, he's a little bit immature, maybe. But then again, the whole final act of the uh, of the play sort of is thanks to him, you know, because right. if it weren't for, you know, some information that that he gives. Um, so when you are uh, taking on a role, you've talked a little bit about it. You said you, you've gone to theater school. Um, right. What is the first thing that you you look for in a character to try to understand them or to create them? So I think the first thing that you have to do is you, you have to um, you have to read this, the script as it's written mm-hmm. and not to ver like I know I when, when I was kind of coming up in in some community theater I think you see it a lot where people like come up with these extravagant stories to attach to the character whereas I really think that the, it's all here right yeah. it's all the script um it's to find that but then also to to not judge uh, some of the choices that the character is making or some of the language. I know we've talked about this even in rehearsal and I haven't been to too many yet, but you know, there's some words in here that might be offensive to people. And that doesn't offend me when I'm in this venue because I'm acting as the character. So if I have to say something, you know, I'm not judging right. that that's his choice in the word or that's what the, the, what the writers wrote, wrote for him to be because yeah. that's who he is. So uh, those are, those are really the important things I have to, I, if I if I don't if I read something or now that I'm trying to get back into auditioning and the character that I'm being offered is not someone that I feel like I can't go into without judging them for their choices mm-hmm. or to not be or not to not be able to separate the, the character from or, or myself from that then I'm yeah. not going to do it. because yeah. if you're going to be that angry about it so I I've played some really violent death scenes um, probably the most was in a play called Bent where yeah. I'm like brutally beat up in the back. Um, and then I come out and I'm all bloody, whatever. And people are like, how do you disassociate what you have to just perform? Because I do, like, I, I'm the character and I'm doing this and I'm doing it because it's part of the story. Yeah. Like, I don't have to attach it to anything else. So I can disassociate even those worst things and still convey it because I don't let myself to fall into those dark places when you're, when you're, um, you know, in, you're really inhabiting somebody else's story. Yeah, it's compartmentalizing. And I think another right. important thing about this play in particular, like when it comes to some of the language that you were talking about, right. is that you also have to consider the time period. You got to consider, right. you know, like how these characters might have been brought up and, you know, times times were different back then. What is the hardest part of playing Tommy that you found think- so far? Um, I think, well, even just preparing, I think it's, you know, he doesn't, he's, he's in, he has some meat there, but I'm, I really haven't been in the show or been in rehearsal for the last month when everybody else has kind of been able to sort of find their footing. And 
what I appreciate about this experience, which is newer for me, is that like, you know, I came in, I had my first rehearsal last week yeah. and like, we're going to be filming it this week. So it's like, I don't have a whole lot of time to doubt myself or to overthink oh. something. That's a good way to look at it. And I like, and I, and I like that. I do, I do like that. I'm, I've been always been very good about learning lines and almost a photographic memory. So that type of thing doesn't, that doesn't intimidate me at all. So I like that I'm not overthinking it. And I feel as though I've connected better with the source material because of the way this has set up, has this, this new type of way of doing theater has been set up. And I think that people who haven't had the opportunity to try something like this should probably, that have normally been on stage or normally had months and months yeah. to prepare, should, should, try, should, should consider challenging themselves like this. Because I feel that if I had not, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably wouldn't have attempted something like this. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you did, and I and I see that you're uh, considering doing, you know, another show of yes. ours coming up. So yes, I, so I mean, hopefully, I get just as lucky as I did with this one. So exactly, uh, exactly. You know, and uh, and I think that you know, the, I I tend to which surprised people because I don't think I'm very good at contemporary. I never thought I was even in college, and hmm. I, I surprise myself every time that I actually can do it because I've done so much Shakespeare and like tragedy that yeah <laughs> it's, it's weird to just say the lines and not be so you know yeah right right this right. is a little bit more not it's a little different. House. yeah, yeah. Um, when you do shakespeare straight for three years and then go into something like contemporary it is a challenge so is, i, I yeah. i'm quite, glad that i had some distance from it quite a shift uh yeah. one question i want to ask you since you just kind of alluded to it was um, you know, you recommended that people try doing virtual theater and, and yes. I totally agree with that. Is there a, um, you know, like a tip or, or something that you would give somebody who is new to virtual theater to, to help them with this new kind of performing or this new kind of, uh, medium for theater? So I think that the, the one thing that, that I've learned in the short time has been that, uh, don't make it, don't compare it to another experience. Hmm. So if you're going to, if you think that this is going to be like going to a like being doing a Shakespeare in the park or doing a really big production at a community yeah. theater or something like that it's not that's not what it is right. so that doesn't mean it's not valuable that you're not going to learn something and you're going to challenge yourself and I think that those are all important things also yeah. as someone who's in the world of tech I think it's great for people to, have to play with tech with tech stuff yeah. and just like you and I were just talking out my laptop I mean I work in tech and my laptop died today I thought it was fixed and then my headset wasn't working. So I have to work on my phone. Being right. able to adapt that quickly, I think is a skill that all human beings need yes. to learn yes. Yes. <laughs> right now um, in yes. this given environment. So I think if nothing else, you'll learn some new skills that you can actually, you know, transfer into a career or just in your personal life with connecting with people. Absolutely. So Rocky, for our last question, I ask of everybody course. this, call out somebody by name that you're comfortable with doing preferably not family, that uh, you're going to put on the spot to buy a ticket to this show of ours? So every single pageant girl and every single pageant mother, I could list, uh, I have about 35 daughters, will buy tickets. I told okay. you that my, my group is usually very, very rowdy. So I'll call out Darcy Fisher, Carly Fisher, Mike Fisher, and Jillian Fisher, one of my favorite families. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that we don't have favorite children because everybody does. I know you do, you do Jake, and you're not going to say I'm it. Not um but we all do and so i mean that particular family has been very very close both of the daughters have won state titles one of them was the miss vermont i was pointing up to you up there yep. um so uh, she just gave up the title list this past weekend so she had two-year reign because of the covid crisis all oh, state title holders were at two years so they'll buy tickets and i think my family will too also um uh, the hannafin family who uh, their daughter was just first runner up at miss mass outstanding teen 
she they they love Shawshank and they've reached out or the mother Marianne has uh, Mary Beth excuse me has reached out and said that she wants to buy a ticket so I think that I think you're gonna see a big Graziano cheering section very good very good we appreciate that we appreciate it all right Rocky, it was great talking with you, and everybody can catch Rocky as Tommy, along with the rest of the cast, of course, of the Shawshank Redemption, July 30th and 31st. You can get your tickets at JakespeareVTC.com. They're on sale now. Rocky, thanks again. Thanks so much, Jake. And we'll be back again next week with another uh, with another talk with somebody from inside the shank. <laughs>